When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Gerald Glassford, come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, my awesome shows that I've got waiting for you, Pop Culture fans at Pop Culture Cosmos, Plus everything that we do at Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source, where we're covering the latest news and tech trends for CES 2022, which is dropping this week. And I might even be there, spend just a few minutes of time there. So I'll tell you about that probably later in the week if you're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos or checking us out on Game Source. Plus, also as well, if you can check us out at Lakerholics.com and the Hoopheads Podcast Network at hoopheadspod.com where Mike does a fantastic job of going in and breaking down the NBA on his own show. Plus they've got shows from many of the major teams of the NBA that are covered over there with their own specific shows, including us at the Lakers fast break. And if you can catch any of those shows, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, this small ball team that Laker Tom has been advocating for for months is finally becoming a reality. That's right, Laker Tom. I got him on mute right now. But months is finally becoming a reality, and it is now the fourth game that LeBron has at the center position now. Fifth. Fifth game at the right there. Okay, five, like five-star review. Fifth game that LeBron has been at the center position and the third game in a row for the team. Would this mean a victory for the team? You know what? With the Sacramento Kings coming off a good win against Miami, didn't matter because even though the Lakers kind of had a malaise in the first half, they went out in the fourth quarter, played very strong, came back from a seven-point deficit, and pulled away after a gift call, I must say, at the very end plus some great shooting by Malik Monk and, of course, LeBron James. Malik Monk is now considered maybe the number two guy right now with Anthony Davis on the lineup. We'll have to talk about that in this episode. But the Lakers with Malik Monk and LeBron James and a helping of some classic Dwight Howard 
got a great lift and a little bit of THT as they defeat the Sacramento Kings, 122 to 114. With the small ball lineups, I got to tell everybody right now, you're going to see high scores if the Lakers are going to win because the defense is going to be a little bit rough because they just don't have a lot of big men to go ahead and showcase and play that kind of defense. You did get a good game from Dwight Howard tonight, but still, there are those times when you're playing a lot of small ball and the Lakers are definitely trying to get it done. But here today to talk about the game, about the solid performance, again, turning back the clock, Dwight Howard, about Malik Monk as a number two guy moving ahead of Russell Westbrook and his inconsistent play. He's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and catch him today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, his trades are flowing through the Twitter line, <laughs> through the Twitterverse, at Twitter, at Laker Tom. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, I also want to give you a heads up. I want to talk to you just before we head on out about the contract status coming up later in the week, the situations with Austin Reeves, Avery Bradley, and right now pending with Stanley Johnson. But we'll talk about that on the back end. Right now we talk about the game, good finish, execution down the stretch, and a mighty nice gift call from the refs. I will say that right now. Yeah, I still don't understand what that call was all about. That I don't think anybody getting in that a jump building. ball with. Have yeah. you heard an explanation of what? It no, is? no, the announcers did not know. Not the radio <laughs> like announcers. Not like the nobody TV could announcers. figure out what happened there. And you know, in these type of situations, they always say, "Well, let's go to our booth in Secaucus, New Jersey, right, right. there." Yeah, for the well, NBA. you notice they didn't, didn't do have that anything here. to do with the game. The simple fact of the matter was that LeBron James took over this game. But that was a gift call, um, my friend. And you would, if it was on the Lakers side, you would be outraged. Yeah, but right now. you know, I was more, I was more angry about the four straight missed free throws that kept uh, a little bit of a glimmer of hope in there. But you know, they came Mark, back and yeah, they and came back and they played well down the stretch. The things I love about these games is we're finding things out. I mean, that's one of the silver linings that you have every time you've got a key player out. You know, with Anthony Davis out here, everything has changed a little bit because you know your starting lineup is going to be smaller. You know that there's going to be a different guy at center, and you go through all of these changes. One of the things we've, we're finding out is that Malik Monk may not ever come off the bench again as far as his Lakers career is concerned. Well, that's because. something I advocated a couple yeah. weeks ago, and you said you're okay, not, not, not great on it. Well, my, con- something- my concern at that point in time, I think, was that I, I, I wanted his scoring, but it really just depends what you do. You know, if, if you're going to play Bradley, then you have to play Monk. I mean, it, it, there's a balance there that you've got to you got to play with. And I do like the fact that the guy, other guy that I think possibly – if I was if I was the coach, I'd start Reeves and Bradley. I mean Reeves and, and Monk, because I think that's the best balance of defense and offense that you get in the starting lineup. Two guys who really play well with all three superstars. Well, the thing I want to mention here, when he was brought up and drafted by Charlotte, they were trying hard to make him a point guard at first. And the thing was, he's not. It's because he's of his size. A, yeah, you know? because of his size. And he's yeah. just, he's really a shot maker, but one thing you saw tonight was the fact that he does have some good playmaking instincts and you've asked for quite some time another playmaker to be in there that can make and execute those plays down the stretch that russell westbrook seemingly may or may not do depending on each possession malik monk made a lot of good passes along with shots today and made a lot of good decisions and that's why i saw becoming down the stretch lebron on those pick and rolls working with malik monk than russell westbrook yeah, you know, it's it, 
one of the strengths of the team is its playmaking. And, you know, I, I'd say I think the Lakers are as good a playmaking team as the Warriors to lead everybody in assists. The difference being that when the Warriors make a play, they're throwing it to somebody who's a really elite shooter, and the Lakers generally don't have that many elite shooters. So you're not going to shoot I would still argue that. with that. I would still yeah, argue well, that. it's it's an observation. Okay, let's put it out okay. there. But I bet you know this was this is an important win because number one, we've got three in a row now. We haven't taken that back step that seems to have been the the outcome every other time when we had one or two good games. We're seeing Monk come through in the clutch. We saw we saw THT come back and have a THT type game that we haven't seen since he got COVID. You know that's a really great sign. Uh, 19 points there. And I think that we found one of the answers to our small ball teams getting beaten up in the paint, losing the battle of the boards and losing the battle of the points in the paint because Dwight came in and played great. 14 Uh, points, 14 rebounds. 14 points, 14 rebounds. I mean, 14 rebounds. We, I I can't remember. We were one, the the rebounds were very close and we won the points in the paint significantly. So, you know, there's there's really good signs of what's happening with the team. It was pretty um, much a wash. They won by one rebound, just to let you know. Yeah. So, you know, you've, you've got to be happy with the situation. Some of the things that are interesting about the game itself were, like you said, Gerald, we're in for a lot more high-scoring games, and and we'll have to see how that works out on the net ratings when you look at the, at the pace that we're playing at because even though there weren't a lot of fast break points, um, they were paying at a pretty good clip. Yeah. And, you know, that's naturally going to happen when you got five guys, when you, when you have fewer big lumbering guys running up and down the court and you got a lot more drives at the basket and so forth. I thought this was an interesting game because I thought that there are three guys out there for the Kings that I was interested to see how they played. In fact, there's four or five guys on the Kings that at various times the Lakers have had interest. I'll talk about one here in a sec. Yeah. So, you know, so, so watching the game was sort of like seeing, you know, Sort of like uh, there's like interviews for certain players to see how they perform and so forth. Uh, and as well for the Lakers, you know, I thought Bradley came in and played a, you know, I, when we, when we get to that, I mean, Avery's done everything. He's, you can't blame the guy if he doesn't get guaranteed because he's played his heart out and I think he deserves to be guaranteed. And I think he will be, you know, THT, you know, I just saw the first article yesterday about, as THD is as the trade rumors getting into his head, you know. And so it was good to see him come back and, and hit a shot, and especially that three-pointer, you know. And it was kind of the basketball god smiling on a guy having a good game, you know, and saying, you know, yeah, we're going to end that streak. You had a, I don't know, 30 misses in a row from three or something like that. So a lot of good things for the Lakers. Just nobody got injured. LeBron, another 30-point game, seven out of eight. Um, I can't believe he didn't win player of the month. I know Donovan Mitchell had a good month, but when you look at what LeBron accomplished, and I'm, I know it's because record, I know it's because we didn't win those games. That's correct. But you know, come on, it's Be it's serious. because of record. Be I will say again, actually, it's like the horse just... that you see that is running faster than all of the other horses, and you know that there's enough room for him to go right by those horses before he gets to the finish line. That's what LeBron James is looking like as far as the MVP race is going to be this year. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know. Condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Lakers did win 122 to 114 over the Sacramento Kings. LeBron James chipping in with 31 points, five rebounds, five assists, 24 points from Malik Monk, six of 11 from three. Taylor Horton Tucker, like you said, THT with 19, Dwight Howard with 14 and 14. Russell Westbrook with 19 points, seven rebounds, was a plus 17, but was only seven to 19. He was, I guess it's the best you're going to get right now from Russell. So let's say zero assists. Uh, zero, zero turnovers. turnovers. Yeah, zero, zero turnovers. turnovers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it was assist, we wouldn't be bragging about that right now. But yes, it was zero no, but that's turnovers. Amazing that he and we only had five turnovers for the whole game. Yeah, that's amazing. That's something I don't know if that will be repeated at any point in time this season. No. But that's obviously one of the reasons but why the Lakers didn't win. Hard to lose when for a Lakers team, it's hard to lose when you have uh, only five turnovers. But you also saw on the other side, Buddy Heald with 26 points. Yeah. He just did a tremendous job, 7 to 13 from three. Probably would have been showcasing himself right there as someone yeah. who probably would have been a better fit for the Lakers at this point in time. But again, you can't cry. You can see, Laker, you can see Laker fans every time Buddy shot. And that, that, that quick. Now you see why the guy gets up 11 threes a game. You know, I mean, I not disagree with get you. That shot up. I never disagree with you. I told you from the start, I thought the Russell Westbrook deal was bad. I thought they should have taken Buddy Heald, but, you know, or they could have gotten DeMar DeRozan out of the whole thing. And look at that. But again, well, they wouldn't have got DeMar DeRozan unless they got Buddy because they needed somebody to do threes. DeMar, like, again, he thought he was coming to LA, but, you know, so did Buddy. We have a bunch of guys that thought they were going to Sacramento. Yeah, well, you know, it didn't quite work out that way. But again, the Lakers... It's a longer trip to Washington, D.C. than Sacramento. Well, let me update everyone right now on where they stand. They're 20 and 19 right now. They are essentially in a tie for fifth place in the Western Conference, along with Denver and Dallas with L.A. We are. We're in a tie. Yeah, I said, yeah, we're in a tie. He's using the wrong pronoun. Okay, we are in a tie with Denver and Dallas essentially for... Fifth place in the Western Conference, about 10 and a half games behind the Golden State Warriors. LA Clippers are a half game behind. But you know what? Right now, at least that's good with another win on Friday. And maybe who knows? We can get a little bit more solidification on fifth place in the Western Conference. But before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and hear your thoughts. Stanley Johnson was not there after what everybody thought was going to be a good start for him, which was he's been starting the past mm-hmm. few games. The reason why he wasn't there because his 10-day hardship expired and they're currently trying to figure out what they're going to be doing with him going forward as far as offering either a 10-day or a full contract that's still up in the air at this point but we should find out here within the next 24 to 48 hours most likely well what's the what is the what is the nba's official time zone well, the thing is, they can no longer, uh, with the Lakers, I think with I mean, most is it the NBA, Pacific time zone or is it the East Coast time zone? Yeah, exactly. It's Because on January 5th, they can sign him 
to a ten day and a regular season ten day contract. Yes, yes. And, and they can sign him. They can sign him up to two. So they can sign him, sign him up to two ten days. And so they, they may have signed him already because it's ten fifteen Pacific time. And if it's they, they might have. And if they work happened. off the. And the NBA is based in New Jersey, so there you go. And he did, and he did practice with the South Bay Lakers yesterday, so it's yeah. Not like, so imagine that. Not yeah. like he's on his way to Boston to be stolen no, by the Celtics no. or something. But it looks like he will be retained in some sort of fashion by the time Friday comes yeah. around. And also, as well, on Friday, we have to make a decision on Avery Bradley for actually ratifying his contract in full, and also as well, Austin Reeves. Both of those players are on partially guarantees, and if they go ahead and get fully guaranteed for the rest of the year, that would be something I think a lot of fans are looking forward to. Avery Bradley, he's been in the starting lineup all year long. You said yourself that he's done just enough, I think, that it's warrants keeping him. Tonight, again, minus 17. So the lineups with him around there are not that good, so I think they still have to figure things out. But shooting 40% from three, it's giving you obviously great on the on the ball defense as far as probably one of the few that can on the Lakers team. So I think retaining him right now, you don't have any better options. So I think that's probably wise if they retain him. With Austin Reeves, I mean, the, everybody loves the kid right now. So I think getting rid of We're fifteen and five when he plays. So there you go. So I think that's uh, right there. Best You're on have the to- team. Best on the team. Best so. plus minus on the team. Best net and, rating on the team. And after that game in Dallas where he hit the game winner, <laughs> I think that's really going to be hard for them to let yeah. him go. But, you know, I think it's it's pretty much going to be Stanley Johnson at some point in time getting – well, maybe after they drag this out with two 10 days. I'm sure they're going to make a full decision on him. But I don't see any way they probably don't sign him unless they get a trade going and getting someone else in there that yeah. might be, be a better fit. But – I think they like what they see from Stanley Johnson. Well, another 10-day trade gets him past the January 15th deadline. So let's, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of interesting that nobody has done anything yet. I mean, yeah. the Lakers made the one trade with Rondo, and they managed to manage that. They managed to get some French power forward as compensation, well, the, plus the, reduce and save Pay, they they managed to save luxury taxes of around four million dollars. Yes, that's correct. And let me just mention that again. The and Lakers, it's kind of scary when you think about the guarantee coming up for Avery and Austin. And well, even even this whole thing with the ten day contracts, two ten day contracts, and then a final contract for the rest those of the you have season, to pay tax on for the rest of the season will save them even more money now than signing them for the rest of the season. So the Lakers are still. They're, they're still pitching. doing those little tiny Penny laundry pitching. tricks to to save money, and you know rather than just building the best team. And what the hell is the luxury tax? We don't care, you know. They obviously care, and so you worry about that. I mean, I can't believe that they would do it, but I also didn't believe that they would not make a fair offer for Caruso, you know. Well, this is what um, happens when you get cute. Yeah, and and it's just, I, I guess the word is on the street that most of the people in the NBA tend to think that there is a there is a ceiling that's been given to Rob Palenka from Genie Bus that we're not going to pay more than this amount in luxury taxes, and so there is some limitation onto what he can do in order to put the team together. I did a. a tweet the other day of looking at before this game looking at the net ratings of 
all of the Lakers players who played at least 10 games. And it's kind of funny because the first nine guys on that list, and it didn't include Ariza, first eight guys on that list plus Ariza, nine guys, were the guys who all had either a plus net rating for the whole season or, you know, minus one or minus two, very close. So that they were very productive. And the guys who are likely to be traded or likely to be cut are all at the bottom of the barrel, like including Rondo, were the guys with the worst net ratings. So it's easy to see that there's four or five guys on this team that by the end of the year may not be there for whatever reasons, you know. We've seen one of them go in Rondo, and we've made some decisions there. So it's going to be interesting to see. And and today is the today is the fifth, and January fifteenth is the day that Taylor Horton Tucker can be traded. Nine days away from now, so ten days away from now. Excuse me, bad math there. Well, so, right now it's the fourth. As we record this, it's still the fourth. Oh, is it okay? Yes, but when this drops, it hits for most people, it'll be the fifth. But yes, I do want to mention, though, that Laker Tom, you can catch all of his great articles at Lakerholics.com. His latest one, how the Lakers can escape the early season chaos and win championship. Okay, you picked on my grammar. I'm going to pick on yours. Win a championship. So I want to let you ran out of room for the title. Well, sorry. You're going to pick on mine, and rightly so, because I did it. I'm going to pick on yours, and rightly so. By the way, this podcast is not sponsored by Grammarly. I just want to let everybody know, but maybe it should. Maybe it should. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But once again, the Lakers did win 122-114. to 114. Supposedly, we're going to have a late-night Lakers fast break. Supposedly, with Sean and Jamie threatening me that we better do it or else. So I guess I'm going to have to be on late night with those guys tomorrow night. So look forward to that. But Laker Tom, I have a mission for you for Friday's show. When we go ahead and face off against Atlanta at home at the Crypt. I have a mission for you. And don't tell me now. But I want you to go ahead on Friday and have your all-star team set. Because that's what we're going to talk about on Wednesday. Mm. And I don't want you to feel left out. So your full 12-man roster. Okay. All right, so you want to give me your full 12-man roster for both the Western and Eastern Conference. Uh, it basically go, you know, you feel the who are the best players right now that should be playing in the All-Star game coming up in Cleveland. So we'll see what happens When is there. the All-Star break this year? Uh, isn't it around the 15th? I'm going to check for sure. I saw the advertisement when I was watching the Cleveland game coming up. Well, I saw them the other day against Indiana. So but it's in January? No, it's in February. February, okay. Yeah, so it's in Cleveland. I know that for sure. So it's on Sunday, February 20th at the uh, hmm. Rock and Mortgage okay. Fieldhouse. So, and people talk about the crypt. Okay. Hey, there you go. Figure out that one with Rock and Mortgage, but I know who owns it. So I know who, I know the right. same person who owns that owns <laughs> the Cavs. So, that, yeah, right. be that as it may. But yep. it is, again, Laker Tom. He's going to be back on Friday for talking about the post game, talking about the Lakers and the Atlanta Hawks. 
That's going to be a start 7.30 start time for everyone out there, the normal 7.30 start time. So we'll be on late. Everybody wants to check Can us out. Can we win our Facebook. fourth in a row? Can we? I mean, this is a definitely underperforming team, not the, just the Lakers, but Atlanta was a team I actually had very high hopes and aspirations yeah, for after their, after their strong team. Plus, they've got a very talented roster with a lot of pieces that really fit last season. Didn't make too many changes, which was the right move. And for some reason, they've fallen apart back to hard times again. So hopefully the Lakers can go ahead and beat the struggling team, get themselves to two games above 500. But we'll find out if that's the case. But again, catch Laker Tom at Laker Tom. Go ahead and give him a nice tweet. Or please respond to him today on one of his great articles at Lakerholics.com. But once again, a good team effort led by LeBron James and the new number two guy that I'm counting on, Malik Monk, right there for you until AD gets back. Sorry, Russell Westbrook. But behind those two, Monk and LeBron, they score 122-114 over the Sacramento Kings. Any last thoughts before we head on out? I know you want to say something. Best plus, best plus minus on the team, Russell Westbrook plus 13. Yeah, but again, when you watch, it's the eye test, my friend. You know zero the eye turnovers, test. Zero turnovers. The eye test. It's ugly, man. Sometimes it's really ugly. Yes, no turnovers, which I think is a good this thing. Was one of the, this was one of the really good games by Russ. You know, Seven you, you, you got to keep things in perspective. Um, you know, I mean, I, I know everybody made a lot of fun about his comments about everybody has turnovers, everybody misses layups, everybody misses shots and so forth. And and there is an element of truth about that. And and I can understand why a player like Russ, who plays as hard as he does and tries as hard every single play during the game, has a motor like nobody else. And then he gets picked apart by people asking questions like that, you know. And in many ways, it's become so polarizing that it's disrespectful just by the nature of it. But do you know um, me? I got to call it like I see it, my friend. And with him, mm-hmm. it's a roller coaster ride each and no, every listen, game. I've, I've, there have been there a couple of weeks ago, I, I reached a point where I said, hey, okay, I've had enough. You know, I can't okay. live with the chaos. And while he does everything but he can on the offense, we may have man. to live with the chaos because well, if we yeah. can't trade him for Ben Simmons or something, then we're going to have to live with him until next year. Absolutely. And And I'm one of those people who give Russ a lot of credit for the effort and the actual results that we're seeing in a lot of areas. He's going to the rim a lot more than shooting threes. He's attacking the basket a lot more. You don't think that the nine turnovers from the last game had a whole lot to do with how he played this game and how much more careful he was with the ball. Oh, I no, mean, I don't doubt. you know, yeah, you give the guy, give the guy some due because he's still probably at the borderline of being a top 10 NBA point guard, despite all of the polarization that happens from him. And he's going to be an important part. If we're going to win a championship, he's going to be one of the heroes of the championship. And if not, you also got to remember that how much he gives you on the offensive end, he doesn't give you on the defensive end because today he was not very good on the defensive end right there for you. But again, didn't show out in the box score. You got to give him a credit, like you said, plus 17, no turnovers. You know what? I guess right now, since we're, he's here, you're going to play him. That's the best you're going to get. And if that's the case, he didn't hurt you as much as you. It's kind of like the score of this us. game, Gerald. Russ, you're not going to have a guy who did 10 things good and nothing bad. You're going to have a guy who did 25 things good 
and 15 things bad. I was like, you're going to have game. a game that's 140 to 110 instead of 120 to 99, you know? And, I, and I, this is fine. I'll take I'll take this kind of rust where he doesn't hurt you yeah. as much as he, he really no, uh, If we does. get this no. kind of rust out of every game and AD comes back healthy, we'll win a championship. That's the reality of the situation because Russ's biggest problems are his shooting percentages and and his, his turnovers. turnovers and lackadaisical defense sometimes. And, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> you're creating your own list there. I well, no, but the other side of it is he makes layups that nobody else can make five or six times a game, more times than great. he more times than he blows them. Um, and and he makes great passes. I mean, I there's several times today where I just said the same thing that. I'm going to actually write an article with that name. Great pass, Russ. Russ, Russ, yes. You know, and I mean, I can understand why he drive, why he drives everybody crazy. Even his fans, he drives crazy. I mean, he's had Jamie, been one of his biggest fans. Jamie's come into this podcast just totally disconsolate because of Russ's play. You know, and it's so it's 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 the ultimate in chaos and frustration. And but at the same time, um. He does create an environment, that kind of play that Russ does, creates an environment that I think is advantageous to a LeBron James. Because LeBron James, if you turn the game into a physical contest of running up and down the court, you know, and and instinctual moves of, of what you do and how the game goes, Russ turns that game into any, I mean, you, you cannot control... You cannot control the pace with a rust game, win the game. And that's an important factor because that creates an environment that LeBron is probably the apex predator. We'll find out to see if that apex predator returns on Friday against Atlanta. We'll be here after the game. If you have any thoughts, again, Lakerholics.com and at LakerTom on Twitter. For us, it's Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Well, once again, the Lakers win 122 to 114. We will be back again Friday night for sure. Don't know about the rest of the days. We may sneak in some episodes. We'll see. I have somewhat faith in the guys that tell me they want to show up. So we'll see what happens there. But we will definitely be here on Friday for the Atlanta game. And we'll be here post game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.